whether you eat or drink. Whatever you do. 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 Or whatever you do. Do all to the glory of God. Welcome to Whatever You Do. I'm Danny. And I'm Abby. We're just best friends trying to figure out how to bring glory to God in whatever you do. I just got nervous we didn't shut the door. We did, though. <laughs> door is shut. Um, Has it been a really long time since we recorded? No, I it think it feels like week. it's been a long time. And I have no idea what we talked about last week. It was not very good, I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's been... We're We've definitely been... way out of our groove of this. I know. I feel like we're... Not as bad as starting over from the very, like, for the no, first time. No, but that time, long of a but, break oh. has just, sorry, my printer is really on a mind of its own <laughs> right now. So if you hear printing noise, <laughs> that's fine. We weren't trying to print anything, but. No, it just doesn't even know what it's doing. Anyway, so what is an update? We <laughs> you just spit. <laughs> I feel like you're trying to formulate what is an update? What's even Rory? happening in our lives? What is happening in our lives? You are how many weeks pregnant now? When you listen to this, 12. On that Saturday. Yeah. So almost 12 when we're recording, 12 when you listen. Yeah. And... And how's your back doing today? My back is slightly better. This last week has been really rough with my lower back. I feel like my body just lets off the relaxing hormone before it's ready to be relaxed. And then everything just gets too loose and slips out of place. And so my back's been pretty bad the last week. But today feels slightly better. Good. And... Felt really nauseous today, though. Like, haven't felt that nauseous in a long time. Hmm. But. Interesting. Yeah. And I was like, did I forget to take Diclegis last night? But I I did. Hmm. So, I don't know. Um, and feeling like I'm ready to get out of the first trimester. Yep. No, you're getting close. Mm-hmm. And you've been running a f- five thousand miles a day. I've been running approximately three miles a day. To me, at this point, that feels <laughs> like five thousand. My goal. I've been like walking, not even a mile every day, and that feels like really pushing myself. Well, you have to understand my motivation for running this much each day. very much lies in the fact that I'm listening to an audiobook while I run and I'm only letting myself listen to it while I run so and I really an just want to know what's happening so there have been several days where I would have stopped running much sooner if I wasn't wanting to continue uh-huh. to listen and there's been times I've been tempted to continue running so I can keep listening but I really need to not spend more than like 30 minutes yeah doing this but I if it wasn't for the time restraints I would push my body to keep running if I could keep listening to my books that I'm listening yeah, to yeah I just don't ever have that type of like self control I would just be like, well, I want to listen to it, and I can't run. Oh, so it's really like that. Just is it's not really something. hard for me. I really want to know what happens next, so I have to wait till morning so I can go on another run, so I can listen to the next part of the book. Wow. So that's and I have a goal of running fifty miles this month. Last month I had a goal of walking and running fifty miles. And I succeeded in that. Chip and I were walking mm-hmm. a lot at night. Have you guys been walking much at night now? No. Because you've just been running. We've done, I think we've only... You've been playing games. We've only walked three times, I think. So we're almost at five miles of walking. But 
so far I'm at 31.7 miles. Do you have like an app? That's my goal app. But my only goals on it are walking and running. So you just like add? I just did this goal app just so that I, yeah, because I can then. Right, so you just like add like. I can like then like log my progress. My, oh. Yeah. So there's can, specific walking and running goals? Yeah, that, yeah. Like, when this goal app is pretty cool because you can, when you add a new goal, you can choose like what type of a thing it is and then you can put in like if it's diet you can choose like eat breakfast and then create the goal and but that's so fun like for exercise if you do walk running Mm -hmm. if you didn't want to do um like if you wanted to do minutes of running instead of like you can do different units you can do distance what's the name of this app I don't know. Well, you can't I'll have just to figure it out. You can't just plug an app and then not. Well, I don't even know. I what think. do you mean you don't know? Look at it. Uh, where did it even go? <laughs> Goal meter. That's. I wonder if they actually have it on Apple. I though. don't know. You'll have to find out. May only mm. be for people like me who don't. Does have it look that. like this? Yes, it does. Great. It's called Goal Meter Goal Tracker, except it's $4. Did you buy it? Oh, that's unfortunate for you. <laughs> it's definitely free, it's free for, for you? Android oh. people. Yeah. Well, definitely. I'm going to try out some of these free ones that are on here, guys. Stay tuned if you're an Apple user. And I'll let you know what I think about those. Yeah, it was definitely free on Android because I don't pay for stuff like this. But yeah, I know. That's why I was like, $4? Danny would never. 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 Nope. Well, I'm going to try one. I'm going to try one called Tally, the anything tracker. Okay. And I'm going to see what happens because I need things like this to take my vitamins, to remember, to do a lot of things. That yes. I it does make forget. it much more mm-hmm. uh, satisfying. Fine to yeah. be able to be like I get to put in. I mean, like sometimes I'm like I'm gonna run a little bit this way out of my way to yeah. get a little further because if I can put two point nine instead of two point eight, right? Yeah. Then, yeah. So, and so between having a goal of fifty miles and listening to my audiobook. And it's just been beautiful weather outside. It's been so great. My legs and my feet are killing me. Yeah. But. Sorry. Uh, We're in like a group text and so it keeps buzzing both of our phones. They might not even hear it. Maybe no. they do. Who knows? Let's put our phones closer. I've taken it off of the oh, wood okay. and onto the surface that it might not buzz so loudly. Okay. We'll find out. Um, yes. It's been nice and... I've really... Today was, like, chilly. I put a jacket on for my walk. I know that was a little weird, but... It was weird that I had a jacket on? I didn't, it was weird that... No, I didn't think it was chilly. I lo- saw you walking up, and I was like, why is Abby wearing a jacket? <laughs> <laughs> I'll say, by the end of my walk, it was significantly less cold than when I started my walk. I'm telling you. Maybe you were just cold. No, because I wasn't cold till I went outside, and it was like it was overcast, still in like that cold, just finished raining kind of feel. Well, I know because I went running this morning. Okay, well it was cold. Maybe I wouldn't have been cold if I was running, but I'm well, no, not. No, I didn't run the first part of it. I walk to the end of our street. Well, whatever. We already have this. Except, I just think your body is doing weird. We things. have weird opposites though, because at at nighttime we have this conversation where you like wear pajamas and get like blankets and I like can't wear pajamas and can't have thick blankets. Right, but is that because you're not cold or is it because you don't like pajamas and thick no, blankets? No, I'm not cold. I'm hot. That's because you're pregnant. At night. At night. But I'm not hot during the day. I'm cold during the day. Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, this is totally Well, I thought it was weird you were wearing fun. a jacket when I saw you on the walk and was like, that's weird that Abby's wearing a jacket when it's so nice out. That so. was cold. Anyway. Well, now that we got that <laughs> sorted out. Yeah. Um, I've definitely been working through feeling a little bit overwhelmed with my life. Yeah. Just a tiny bit. Um, I have 
after all that Christmas scene we did, and then false COVID alarms in our... I mean, not really false. You had COVID. We didn't. But we kind of tried to not yeah. be around people for a while. Because you were around me. And, yeah. But we weren't really around you then because we were trying to not be around you. So we could be around other people. Right. Yes. But we had to not be around other people since we had been around you. So then we were just around no one for a while. Yeah. Which was really... Then we went out of town chipped parents cabin which was great and then we so you're kind of getting out of out like, of town to my sister's house which was also really great right but you're getting out of holiday and like vacation at the same time which is just i know and now like, there's family in town we yeah. haven't seen her a lot but chip's sister and kids and family are in town so it's yeah just been another like out of typical and it feels like when you're gonna jump back into a schedule like you want to like refine that schedule and make tweaks and like and I really would like our house to be a semi-organized and it feels very unorganized because we had this idea of redoing our living room which we got like 80% done so now yeah. it's that remember my finish. idea of just doing a painting party and getting it all done yeah, I feel during like we need when, to do that when we're out of town when we no, have COVID no I feel like now like, we need to when now yeah well schedule it now I'm trying to figure out what exterior paint color I know the color of paint I want in my head but I'm really having trouble isn't finding it a white no. What color are you painting? Well, for the... Yes, for the body of the house, it's white. It's fine. Got that one. It's the trim, which is, like, the whole peak what, of are you going to do, like, navy? Yeah. But the color I want is not... There? It's... All the navies I'm finding are either, like, way too blue or way too bright. It's just... There's just really not as many paint colors as you think. I know, I, there are. No, I painted one on my house today, and it definitely was not anything like it looked like as Well, the that's true. They are, I feel like they are hard to tell from just like right. the Right, so but. it's not that easy to find what I'm looking for. So that's frustrating. That's always, I feel like, your problem is because you have things in your head that like for decorating and just in general that you want but you can't like but they're not like i need to just design paint colors now so i can get what i want because it's in my head and there's no way for you to like you probably don't even go into it with any no expectation no and you're i like, just oh, go these in these are my five choices i'll yes, pick that one exactly that's I'm 100% like, what i do there's 12 choices in front of me and none of them are the one that i'm wanting yes and but that wouldn't how even be hard is it can we mix like some of this black and gray and navy together yeah, in no. a certain ratio <laughs> Totally opposite of you in that. Yeah. So, that's been interesting. Huh. Um. Yeah, we need to figure out school stuff for our kids. It's feeling like more important than ever that our kids actually learn things. <laughs> Not that we don't teach our kids, but... Uh, the way that they country is currently descending at a rapid decline. Yeah. There's a lot of subjects that I've been a little lax on that I'm suddenly like, oh, we need to learn well, that. Not only have I been lax on, I don't even know. I'm like, no, is there I know. a way to learn this stuff? Because yeah. What, what should we be reading? Or how do we learn these things? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm very much feeling like I have just a very, very basic grasp of our government in general. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, And how the legal system works and things like that. Laws and... But I'm also like, we need to memorize the entire Bible. Yeah. So... Let's jump on that, too. Let's get on that. Um, and then we also still have to feed people, 
And there's a lot of people to feed in their houses. And there's still laundry. Oh, dear. Laundry has been... Would you say that's your, like, least favorite chore? No, I don't mind doing laundry. My problem with laundry is that we keep being, like, gone. I have trouble with laundry when we've gotten behind. And, like, when we're doing holiday stuff, we get behind. And when we go on vacation, we get behind. And Mm. so trying to get caught up is the hard part for me. Because now I suddenly have, like nine loads of laundry to do mm-hmm. and it just takes a really long time to get it all done and put away mm-hmm. I actually like when I am able to do it in the way that I like to do it I really like to do laundry I do too but when I have help it's like I'm it's like this double double-edged sword where I need help in order to get it done. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah. When I have help, I don't like it. Yeah. Well, the help I enjoy is where my kids actually do do the laundry part. And I don't want help in folding and sorting and any of that. Doing the laundry part doesn't feel like... I don't care about that part, so I'd rather my kids just do it. Yeah, I don't care either way. I'm fine to put laundry in and switch it. I'm fine with the kids doing it. That's fine. Yeah. But, yeah. Lots and lots of clothing. Which I'm grateful for. But it's just trying to find the time to to do all these things I want to do. And still have time to be... A social person and right talk to people on the phone talk to people in person text people yeah and sleep trying to find time to sleep in the midst of all of it for me can be mm-hmm. difficult what nothing what Oh, you're thinking of other things. We (laughs) don't have trouble finding time for other activities. (laughs) Anyway, um, what are we going to talk about today? Um, So, the state of our country, for some people, feels a little bleak. Some people are feeling great about it. Yeah, some people are. Some people, not so great. Yes. So, we had someone ask us a question today of, in light of everything going on, if you're on the side of things feeling bleak as a believer, Mm -hmm. our views on continuing to have kids during a time like this, and... When the culture looks like... It's going downhill quick. Like, why would we bring more kids into this? Right. So, she made the note that she sees people often commenting right now things about that Christians should be having kids and putting hashtag eschatology matters with that. Mm -hmm. So, while we can't do an entire overview of our eschatological views... Correct. We can say that there are a few different main stream uh, approaches to yeah. end times. And, I mean, it definitely, what we believe about the end times definitely overflows into everything in our lives, including what we think about having yes. children. But I do think, to be fair, that there are people who can have one end time view and still live they can uh, I'm not sure that everyone to be consistent with their viewpoint has to live a certain way so what I'm saying is so there's like dispensational eschatology Mm -hmm. where you believe that things are going to get worse and then the rapture is going to happen and I'll be taken away and then it gets really even more worse yes um, and I think that's 
kind of the viewpoint. I, I think you can have that viewpoint and still hold to having more kids in the current yes. culture and state of things and still be encouraged to do that. Yes. Um, there's also more of the ah mill, post mill eschatology. Mm-hmm. Are you just breaking this into like two things? I think so. Okay. Because I don't know that we no, want to I, go into it's that. fine. I just want to follow how you're doing. I think that most of the ah mill people I know are optimistic yes. ah millennials. And yes. so that's very similar to post millennialism. When I've tried to look at the differences between the two, right. they're not very different it's kind of hard to pinpoint exactly Mm -hmm. what's different about those two things so in that viewpoint we would say that we that we that the believers will inherit the earth Mm -hmm. and that the earth will be made new right but that it will be the unbelievers who will be taken away Mm -hmm. and that essentially we the are to be like contributing to furthering the kingdom here on earth right that Christ is conquering all of his enemies and will be and putting them all under his feet mm-hmm. and that we are working towards that now that Jesus right. has been given all authority in heaven and on earth. Mm-hmm. So he currently is the king of kings and right. the lord of lords. And, and we're called to go and make disciples. And teach them to obey his commands. Right. And so that isn't like we're teaching people to obey the, his commands for when Jesus becomes king someday. Right. He is king He's now. He's king now. We live in a way where we believe that that can... That doesn't mean that we don't, just because it's a more optimistic view doesn't mean that we don't think that there won't be times of trials and tribulations. And hard things, especially in different places and in different times around the world. Mm -hmm. Um, We very much think that there's a strong chance, and for good reason, that God is showing his judgment Mm -hmm. on America Right. At this time. Yes. That we have not walked consistently as a country mm-hmm. in accordance with his word and his law. And right. that the way to change things is to proclaim the truth of the gospel mm-hmm. and for hearts to be changed and for lives to be changed. Right. And so one of our biggest assets in that is to have children and raise them up to know the Lord. Mm-hmm. Um, and to go into the world and into the culture and as they grow up to continue to proclaim the gospel and to make disciples right so but again that doesn't mean that our kids might not they may very well especially in the coming years grow up in a more hostile mm -hmm. place that there may be more persecution drastic persecution Um, they could face death for what they believe. Right. Um, I think that what I hold on to in those times that I'm that I think about those things is the fact that the the beautiful thing about having Christ is that we have the joy that's found in the Lord. We have the perfect peace that Christ brings. That surpasses all understanding that when we know to give thanks to him in all circumstances, Mm -hmm. when we are praying without ceasing, that that he supplies for all of our needs in Mm -hmm. each moment. Mm -hmm. And if that moment means us having to proclaim his name and be faced with death, that he will provide the grace for us in that moment as well Mm -hmm. that he will provide Mm -hmm. the peace for that moment that he will provide even physically for us in those moments to endure whatever he's laid out for us to endure for the sake of the gospel and for the sake of his name and for the sake of his glory Mm -hmm. we don't have to 
fear those things because we know that he's with us and that he will provide. So it's difficult for us to understand how we would be able to ever face something like that. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing is that he is with us when we face any of the things we face. Right. Anything that we're asked to live through, walk through, die through, he's there with us. And if we're training our kids and teaching them who he is and raising them in the fear and the admonition of the Lord, we know that those promises are true for them as well. Mm -hmm. And so we have to trust that while our kids may face very difficult and uncomfortable things, that they will also experience the joy of the Lord Mm -hmm. and the communion of the saints. And it may look differently. It may, sometimes the harder times are the sweeter times. And so I think when I think over history and all the different empires that have ruled and reigned Mm -hmm. in different places and all of, I mean, just so many different stories. It's like we actually live in the more unique time of, I mean, we've lived in, in our lives, lifetimes in a place and that has a lot of comfort and very minimal, like, hardships in the culture. Right. And I think it's produced uh, somewhat apathetic people. Yeah. Um, it's Especially in the church. And people who idolize a lot of mm-hmm. things that are not God. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think in some ways we can be encouraged and... Um, it can be almost exciting to think of how God is purifying the church mm-hmm. in these times. Um, I think we just have to surrender our fears to him. I mean, it can get daunting thinking like, well, but what if they like take all my kids away from me and mm-hmm. indoctrinate them with something else? And that's where we have to trust that God created each of our children. Right. Again, we come back down to, like, God is sovereign. He's the one who opens and closes our womb and decides when and if to give our families a new life. Right. That... So I think when he's you go, not making the mistake in that. I think that's where we come back to like are we, we have this choice that we're deciding to bring more kids into the world or not. Right. But we're not. Like that right. isn't our decision. I do think that when we employ certain things to prevent children that we reap the consequences of that and we don't yeah. have children. And I do So I do think that you can see a cause and effect there that is yes. very accurate that when you put attempts into play to not have kids they may not always work but they will work a lot of the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. But I think in the dispensational world like mindset and belief while yes they can still hold to like having a a lot of children and, like, being open to, like, what God gives you as far as children goes. At the same time, I can understand, if that's your mindset, how it would be more challenging. If if you just feel like the world is going to get worse and worse and believers are going to be raptured and then that's done, like, why you would bring more kids into the getting worse and worse part? I think... The part that still remains consistent is that God is sovereign. God is giving you the children. Yes. And their eternal souls. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, when you don't know, even if, if you hold to that, I'm just like plain devil's advocate. Yes. Even if you don't know the hour and the day that Christ is going to come and rapture you away. Right. That could be around the corner. That could be... Not in any of our lifetimes. And right. And so... I'm just saying I can understand why it would be even more challenging yes, to... I agree. But I think that even if you can't agree eschatologically with the position of the, the omnipotent Again, it comes back view, down to, is God sovereign over the womb? 
or not. And are these his creation for his glory yeah. and for his purposes to do with them as he chooses or not? Right. And honestly, I w- God in his word gives us warnings about lots of things. And you won't find anywhere in scripture him warning over having too many children. He might warn parents to train them up in certain ways. Yes. Mm-hmm. But it's not like, oh, uh, some people will try to say that the the verse in 2 Timothy, kind of stretching for that one, about feeding your household. Mm-hmm. A man who cannot... Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, ...is warning against that. But I think that you have to read carefully the context in yes. which that's in. Right. I'm just bringing that up because I could see someone saying there are warnings about, like, not being able to provide for your family. But even when you, like, bring up that argument, it's like, what is providing? You mean, like... Providing like four year college educations for 10 kids, right. or like, or are you just per- meaning like, can well, you? And you do have to look at if you, if you know people who are in a position where they do have a lot of children and they're not able to provide basic needs, oftentimes there's some sort of underlying pattern of sin mm-hmm. happening where, which is yeah. exactly what that verse is speaking to. Because mm-hmm. When men are faithfully obedient to the Lord and working mm-hmm. unto him, he is faithful to provide. That doesn't mean provide everything you and your kids could ever want. Right. That doesn't mean, like, he's faithful to provide Xboxes. Right. Like, I just feel like <laughs> in our American culture, we have this idea. I don't idea. Even know if Xboxes are, like, cool anymore. I'm pretty sure they are. Okay. I think they are. But, I don't know. You know, like different yeah. ones are like the cool new. There's probably like a number that's cool right now. I know. But I don't know. Like Playstations are cool yeah. sometimes. So anyway, I, that also has to come into play of like how we're looking at this. We can't just look at this from like our American culture where we kind of want something and we get it mindset because. Right. Yeah. That's going to be a challenge to provide that for 10 kids. Or right. Whatever. You know. Yes. So, but in that, in the, that, those verses are more speaking to the work ethic that mm-hmm. you have. Right. And, um, yeah. So, I guess I would just say that there is a weight of the responsibility. Um, even, I mean, there should always be that, like, that weightiness mm-hmm. to parenting. Yeah. But in a time like this, when yes, when we are walking into kind of unfamiliar territory and we feel like we do need to be educated about what's happening and how to how to think logically, how to decipher right. the truth. Um, I mean, I'm thankful that that the Holy Spirit does help us in these things. Mm-hmm. Um, but. But on a practical level of, like, what that should look like, of what we should be teaching and training our kids. Right, and even helping to teach our children to be prayerful and to be Mm -hmm. seeking God's wisdom and discernment on things. And, um, you know, it's more than... It's potentially going to be more than on a level of, like... Oh, I got into these three great universities mm-hmm. and I need God's discernment of which one to go to. I feel like right. we faced kind of these like, oh, this is such a hard decision. But they've like oftentimes for a lot of us been like hard decisions that don't have a very great cost associated sure. to them. Mm-hmm. So um, just teaching our kids that there we we have to make choices to stand up for the truth and what is right and and who God is knowing that we can trust God but mm-hmm. that may be hard to do yeah. at times and so are there different 
things that you feel a stronger desire or responsibility to teaching your boys versus your girls? I think that in the culture that we're in, um, it feels like I feel like there's responsibilities I feel on both ends. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, but teaching our sons how to be strong and courageous and mm-hmm. have like be bold for the truth and mm-hmm. and stand up to protect others and mm-hmm. not be selfish and um, be willing to look foolish in the eyes of others mm-hmm. for the sake of truth. Yeah. Um, I think just teaching boys how to be men, biblical men, feels like a big task when there's yeah. been so few men around to to teach that Mm -hmm. yeah um it it was like men kind of lost a footing somewhere along the way Mm -hmm. and it kind of got tricked into being submissive to well their wives and when feminism is taken yes and so on the other side of that it's like how to teach your daughters to be strong and to be but that they're different courageous the and all of those things the roles between girls and boys are different right and that to do it in a way that is biblical mm-hmm. and is is being a help to a future husband mm-hmm. that it's not that you're wanting your daughters to be uneducated or weak or right mm-hmm. like setting them up for being abused or right but very much wanting them to grow into their feminine qualities and characteristics that are very much what god created them to be as women yes and very much wanting them to see that they need to look as they get married Mm -hmm. to their husbands and that we want to raise boys that will be husbands that will lead their families, but will do it in a loving mm-hmm. and compassionate and gentle way. And thankfully, I I feel like we both have husbands who are diligently seeking the Lord mm-hmm. and seeking his word and seeking resources and seeking the men around them to yeah. try to be these type of men and and want to raise our boys in this way. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're trying to learn how to be the wives that scripture teaches us to be. And mm-hmm. um, I think it can so easily get misconstrued and made to seem that, like I was kind of saying, that what we're calling for is for women to have no voice and to be kind of trampled over and mm-hmm. that their property and their because useless and all these things. The reason why is because that does happen. Right. When like, the truth gets distorted. Yes. Abuse and, does happen among like in this in the guise of like being biblical biblical and submitting to your husbands. Like that, that right. does get abused and Right. And husbands are to lead their wives and are to be like wives are to be submissive to their husbands Mm -hmm. but husbands are to love their wives as Christ loved the church and when they're doing that when they're seeking to be obedient and faithful Mm -hmm. in that they're not going to be abusing their wife in the process right um so it feels like one job to teach our sons and daughters how these things play out in the home. But we're also trying to learn that these things and trying to ask God to like teach us 
Right. What and then look like in our lives. And then going out from there, trying to figure out what it means in the culture at large. Mm-hmm. It I do believe it starts in the home though. Right. And that they're the outworkings of this in the church and in the state are will flow much more naturally out mm-hmm. of order in yeah. the home. And I mean, when you really think about all the attacks that are going on on the basic foundations, like gender, mm-hmm. um, family, yes. The order that God has created Mm -hmm. is trying to be perverted and distorted and twisted and mangled and all mashed up together and anything goes and um, just kind of create a chaotic situation out of Mm -hmm. these things. Um, It feels like it shouldn't be hard to teach our children Something as basic as you are a boy and you are a girl, mm-hmm. but but in our- there are many many people who want to get rid of that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yes. I mean, on a high governmental level, right? So it feels like on in some ways you want to just teach your. I mean, you know the importance of just teaching your children the basic biblical foundations. Mm-hmm. I mean, but then on a higher level, you feel like there's so much more to learn to try to yeah. be able to stand your ground. Right. But I think we're also seeing that we're getting to a place where it doesn't really matter how educated you are how logical you're being right it's really a spiritual battle yes and if you're not fitting the narrative of the enemy like of opposition to god's word god has done yeah then yeah like you said it doesn't matter who you are and how educated you are you're wrong you're either a bigot or a racist or a homophobe or a white supremacist right so, but, but that's but where again do we, we want have... the blessing of the culture or the blessing of God, yes, right, on us, right. And this is where we have to ask God to to grow in us courage and boldness and faith, and not be worried about what men think of us, yes. but be concerned about glorifying God with in all of our right. words and deeds. So. I think that going back to kind of the original question, I know we've answered it already, but we should be excited to stay open to what God would have for our families because we should be able to trust him Mm -hmm. to provide for us, to provide for our children, to provide for our grandchildren, to provide for our great-grandchildren. And we want there to be in every generation we can't we don't know what the future holds and we want there to be men and women who are living for christ and honoring him and so and it's and again it's not just that we feel equipped to provide physically for our kids or emotionally or spiritually like in and of ourselves like we I don't feel like it's we come to this like decision of like oh I think there's enough money in the bank I'm thinking like I have enough like extra spare I'm time I'm feeling really great I'm feeling like my energy level is great like maybe we should try to have a baby like God God is the one that supplies for these things it's not that we have them in excess and then we are like okay so now I can make this decision like if he decides to open your womb and give you a baby he's also going to be faithful to provide mm-hmm. those things that are needed And we can trust him in that. Well, and we look around and there's many people who do feel that they have all those things and would like a baby and God doesn't open their wombs in those moments. And even for us, I mean, I think it's super easy for 
someone who's had nine kids very easily to just think, oh, I'll have another baby. Mm -hmm. But I have to remind myself, I may not. I mean, I don't know. I don't know what will happen. I don't know. God has the right to choose what he does with my body, with our family, with, I mean, I was just reminded um, there's... Uh, a family that we both follow on Facebook Mm -hmm. where uh, they adopted several children and then she had a biological baby and then tragically lost her husband in Mm -hmm. an accident and that was not what they that was not their plan envisioned their life (laughs) a lot of that a lot of those things weren't even as they were going through the adoptions and then they did have a biological child, like things were not necessarily working out in the order that they would have picked or, um, but there, we just have to be so careful not to, it's hard because you can anticipate how things go. We're we're called to plan. We're called to count the costs, all Mm -hmm. of those things. But you're just not guaranteed right. another day. So mm-hmm. you have to hold all of this really loosely. And it really takes just going to the Lord and being... You can be 100% open and honest with Him about where you're at with things, mm-hmm. with your fears, with your desires, with when you're like... Okay, God, I trust you on this, but I don't, I, I'm not ready for a baby right now. You can be honest with him about that. Mm-hmm. And he is good to change your heart or he is good to walk alongside of you when you're still struggling or right. he may not. I've known of people who have prayed that God will not give them a child for a time but still left everything up to him and he has not given them a child for that time. So mm-hmm. you really just can trust him that yeah. he is wise and and the creator of all things. It's right. it sounds it gets to be when I'm talking about this, when we're talking about this, mm-hmm. or when we're talking about it with other people, like if you believe that God is the one who's the creator and you believe God is sovereign, which I know a lot of people in Christian circles that do believe those things, mm-hmm. it feels really hard to figure out how we've convoluted things so much that this is a hard concept, concept yeah. to give over to God. Yeah, totally. That, like We would still have to have so many conversations all the time about birth control and trying to control things or trying Mm -hmm. to conceive and trying to take matters into our hands of trying to get pregnant at certain times. But I mean, as many conversations as we have about these things and as many like times that we've like talked about them, it's not like we don't still struggle. Right. With we still that struggle. Control. Right. And there's a lot of different areas of life that we can, we struggle with control over wanting to, but I think that sometimes it just hits me of like the basic mm-hmm. like why is this hard for us again yeah. like yeah. god's the creator he creates for his glory he's the provider mm-hmm. and he's sovereign over all things like i can literally have sex with my husband on the day i ovulate month after month and i could not get pregnant if mm-hmm. god doesn't mm-hmm. want to create a child with right. that or i could we could have sex at a time in my cycle I don't even think is possible with condoms and on birth control. And yeah. God is sovereign over figuring out how to use that to yeah. make a baby as well. So why do we fight it so hard both mm-hmm. directions? I'm not yeah. sure. But I mean, I am sure why. Because of our sinful hearts. Mm-hmm. But. Mm-hmm. Tim needs some backup with that time, apparently. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note. So I hope that this has been an encouragement to some of you. Don't don't get us wrong. We understand that 
things are feeling heavy for sure yes and and it can feel scary at times and the reality of knowing the horrible things that could lie ahead Mm -hmm. aren't lost on us at all but we can find hope and peace in christ and we're thankful that God never changed. I think I one thing we didn't bring up is I was thinking through stories we know of in Scripture where, like, when God's people are in slavery mm-hmm. and he, like, multiplies them abundantly in that time. Like, yeah. there have been... When we think about, like, what that really meant for those people, like... They're in slavery. Mm-hmm. They weren't being treated well. Right. They were under hard, like, abusive yeah. Yeah. circumstances. And yet they were still having a lot of children. Mm-hmm. And God was providing food for those children. Yeah. God was providing... They were apparently living somewhere. They, yeah. I mean... Yeah. They were real people. And I think God makes so- it a point to, like include that phrase and that sentence in there. Right. Like, to show us what that looked like. That it was intentional. Like, right. God increased them abundantly. Right. And I thought about when um, there were the orders to kill all of the babies. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not like God was just like, well, let's hold off. Maybe I won't give children to any of these people during right. this time since Pharaoh's trying to kill all of them. Right. Like, they were still having babies, and their right. babies were really being taken and really being killed. Yeah. And, like, I think it's just so easy to remove the humanity from mm-hmm. some of these stories that we know. Right. And think, like, well, that was back when they just... They didn't have access to birth control. If they they did, it would have been really wise for them to use it. (laughs) Right. Or, oh, of course, all the the male babies were just being slaughtered. Like, like not understanding, like, it wasn't easier for them than it would be for us. So I think even as we go through scripture and we see different examples Mm -hmm. of that, God didn't just, like, call off having kids when mm-hmm. things were difficult. Yeah. So. I mean, the opposite in that example. Like, right. he increased the, their right. number. Like, right. Yeah. So, um, I think that if that's any consolation to anyone as well, that you know, we, we just look to him. We. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Great. Yeah. Good talk. All right. Well, we'll be back. We're we're coming back next week with a birth story. Yeah. So that'll be fun. We haven't had a birth story in a while. Yeah. So look forward to that. Yep. Bye. Bye.